Hi, I'm Aaron Swarovski. And I'm Austin Shaw. This is Between the Keyframes. So professional practices this is our first episode that's going to get granular. It's on soft skills. Soft skills. Um, soft skills. Soft skills in a collaborative field. I think that's right. Probably anybody that works on group projects in any medium should listen to this episode or maybe send it to a coworker. <laughs> Or a collaborator at school. If yeah, your your favorite coworker. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, like in the real world, I, well, it's all real, I guess. <laughs> but like, how you collaborate with somebody and your team influences your career and how far you can go and the kind of work you can do, and that's why we're talking about it. I think like the the best leaders and artists I've seen, especially leaders, have amazing soft skills. They know how to listen, they know when to talk, they know how to reassure people. This stuff is, is I think, part intuitive, but also part learned by being aware of yourself in the space. Right. Um, certainly for me, a lot of it was learned. Well, I mean, it's interesting because I, when we were prepping for this, I was thinking about it, the idea of skills, right? Like, so what is a skill definition? Right. Here's a quick Wikipedia definition. A skill is the learned ability to perform an action with determined results with good execution, often with a given amount of time, energy, or both. The key word here that I've, I've bolded for myself is learned, right? So yep. we don't call them soft talents. We call them soft skills. Skills. Very good. What is a soft skill? And right. you got to think about it in some ways in relation to its, its counterpart, which are hard skills. So I got, here's a definition for soft skills. Personal attributes that enable someone to interact effectively and harmoniously with other people. Let's just quickly talk about the opposite here or the complement, which are hard skills, which is like actually like what you know and your ability, your techniques, the things you can actually do. Right. Those are super important. Yeah. So it's like, you know, when you're doing your resume, it's all those the proficiencies and whatever softwares or whatever artistic abilities you have and your actual portfolio and your demo reel. These are all demonstrations of those hard skills. And that's all super important. But your soft skills may be what do you think, Aaron? As important, just or or more important, and and maybe that's just sort of it depends. I think talent and willingness to learn is as important as soft skills. Though I, no matter how talented somebody is, if they have very poor soft soft skills, that will not be tolerated. So what I'll say is is that talent might get you like in the door but the door is going to shut behind you pretty quickly. <laughs> right. You know, so what do they say, they say, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Way out. It's just hard. Like everything we do is team is all about teamwork and everything we do goes to the client. We did a whole episode on feedback. Like you have to be able to process feedback and, and handle your emotions in an appropriate professional way which know? i'd say are soft that's soft skills yeah right that's, that's what absolutely I mean. yeah and that is learned i mean like in the beginning i you know my career i would say my soft skills were like not the best <laughs> no me neither absolutely <laughs> over time you're like oh that 
didn't play very well. And, you know, you just kind of learn over time, like how to be not only an advocate for yourself, but for other people. And then once you start opening, opening up, you know, to influence and other points of view and perspectives, you know, you, you actually become, I think, a better artist. You know, that that's interesting because that's something I do share with students a lot because I've reflected on this and I've thought about when I first got started, my soft skills were not strong because, mm-hmm. and why should they have been, right? Wow. I, hadn't, yeah. I hadn't been really trained in that environment. When I started interning and I started freelancing and working in studios and professional studios, that's where there, yeah. there was this external structure, which was a lot of it coming from the producer saying, hey, you need to be here at this time, be here at 10 a.m., right? we have meetings, there's, there's, you know, there's directions given. We need to see this by this time. I'm not sure how to do something. I go and I ask someone, I mean, there was this, this external structure around me that was supporting and basically teaching me these, these Mm -hmm. different soft skills. It took years of doing that before I felt like I was able to internalize a lot of those soft skills and kind of then like these, you know, for a long time now, I have that, that what used to be an external structure is now internalized, mm-hmm. you know, but I, but I had to learn it and I had to have uh, mentors, people who are modeling that I had to yeah. do it wrong. I had to figure out things, ask a lot of questions. I would say like, especially coming out of an arts program, it's not very, like you have deadlines for schoolwork, but like how far or not far you take them is like up to you really. And like, you know, aside from failing a class, there's really no repercussions for not showing up to a class or so like, but in in work, in like, in a professional environment, there's intense immediate repercussions to the slightest bit of that kind of behavior. Right. Like, where's my render? <laughs> you said I, you, I told you I needed this by, by 4 p.m. Where is it? There's too much money on the line for unreliability. Right. Right. And, and that it's, you know, if you can't kind of hold down your soft skill responsibilities, which I think a lot have to do with time management, and it's just like, that's not going to be tolerated. There's just too much money on the line and too many people who are eager to jump in and, and take your place if, if you can't, yeah. can't yeah, hold it down. You're right. Let's talk about some few key soft skills because yeah. I think you're right. Time management is a huge part of it. But that's also tied into communication and attitude. So I think you did a great job outlining these. Like, you're right, like reliability. Like, you have to be reliable. You have to be where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be. It's it's hard enough to get the creative right. But you're definitely not going to get the creative right if you if you don't show up or you take off for like a four-hour lunch. Yeah, if you're bringing uncertainty into the production, that's not going to go well. Your work ethic needs to communicate trust to your team. They need to be able to instill yeah. trust. It, it, yeah, if, if you say yeah. confidence and trust that you're going to get it done. And then the other side of that is is risk, right? Like if you're pushing the, the risk management kind of threshold, that's not going to be good. Okay, so the next uh, little bullet here is communication. Bad news doesn't age well, right? Like, it just gets harder and harder and harder to manage 
the repercussions of it the longer somebody waits to talk to you. So my first bit of advice is like, when in doubt, communicate. If, if you feel like you're getting somewhere, but you're maybe not going to hit the deadline or you would like a check in sooner to make sure you're, you know, you're moving in the right direction, like just say it, just say like, hey, is it possible that you can get your eyes on this? Like, it doesn't matter if you're talking to Kyle Cooper or me or, you know, like the producer, the junior producer on the job. If, if you need somebody to look at your work, like better to do it sooner. Same thing, like if you're not feeling well and you know there's a big day coming tomorrow, a lot going on, telling your producer like, hey, like I'm feeling a little bit off today. I I don't want to mess with the team tomorrow. Can you start seeing if you can get somebody to cover me just in case? Like that is so much better than not showing up for work at 10 o'clock texting us and being like, you know what? I tried to get out of the house, but I can't. I'm not feeling well. Because, like, what are we going to do at 10 o'clock the next day where, you know, the day before we could have been like, oh, let's see if so-and-so is available to cover and, you know. Um, right. And then we're, like, in the clear. There has been occasions where, like, with a client, I'll have said, hey, like, we're supposed to be a little further ahead right now. But we encountered some things that just took a little bit more time. But now that we have them figured out, we're going to we're gonna get moving a little bit quicker. Just that acknowledgement, because... You know, if you're not where you're supposed to be, a client knows that. And to like, just let that linger out there and not be honest about it is no good. So just say, just by saying that, like, hey, like it took us a little bit more to figure this out. It took us a little bit of time to get this going. So there's ways to communicate that have a quick responsiveness, that are very clear, that are respectful, that don't take too much time from the person that you're communicating with. That goes back to that, that culture code. You know, one of those ideas from that book was the, you know, notifications like call yeah. outs, call yeah. outs in a clear and effective way. That made me think about, you know, working with clients. If I don't have all the information I need to proceed, like I need to let them know that. Right. right? And I need to do that in an effective way, not in a way that makes them feel like, attacked or right. um, to get defensive. Just, just, Hey, like I have, I need to know, you know, I'm missing this asset. I can't move forward right. without it. Maybe just at the end of the day, when you send your work or you're checking in, just being like, just a heads up, I'm still waiting on X, Y, Z, but I'm proceeding well in other areas. What about like learning when to communicate? Like if you were to email that person every hour on the hour that you're missing that asset from them, that's annoying. That's super fucking annoying. Super fucking annoying. <laughs> and if you're right. saying, hey, you're just paying me $500 to sit around all day while I'm waiting on this asset. Now you're making them feel wasteful. Yep, and, that's disrespectful. Right, and then that's gonna <laughs> yeah. maybe push them to like be a nudge to the person they're waiting on in a disrespectful kind of way. You don't wanna be like just the bad apple. So. You know, you're still charging your day rate or your flat rate for the job, which has an end an end time. You know, if you don't have all the assets by the end of that, then you're in an overage situation. And there's ways to communicate about that. Hey, you know, I'm still yes. waiting on this asset. We only have two days left. It's going to take me two days. So I don't want to have to charge an overage if this is something you have close at hand. We talked about reliability and time management. We talked about communication. And then that leads into attitude, like the third pillar of it. 
to not only give direction, but take direction is super important. And that has to do entirely with your attitude around the process. Right. And also like that intention too. like, what is my role in this? Right. If I can keep coming back to my, if my role is to be of service and bring and add value to this production and whatever capacity I'm, I'm fulfilling at that moment. Right. That's, that's my guiding principle. Everybody kind of has their own personality traits. Some people are a little quieter. Some people are a little louder and more blurdy <laughs> like us. Yeah. But that's where like your own style is. And some people are a little bit more curmudgeon-y. Right. Right. But that doesn't mean they have a bad attitude. It, it just has to do with like their style of how they operate in the world. So you have to like really think about what that is and see how that's playing in the context of the group and, and, and noodle it so that nobody feels kind of affected by right. attitude. What do you think about giving direction? You know, cause I, I, that's another skill learning how to effectively give direction instead of just, just move over and let me do it. Yeah. But to actually, you know, Give direction in a way that that is, I mean, because if you want to be a creative lead, that's what you got to learn how to do. You got to learn how so, to do it. Yeah. How did you, were you always good at giving direction or was that something you had to work on? Well, yeah, it's definitely something I had to work on. But I think what I ultimately try and do is to give direction in a way that I would have wanted it given to me. So as a designer, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a problem solver. So I I don't necessarily talk about specific things they should do unless we're at a certain point in the process where it's got to get posted and like just nudge it over, move it down, hit render, get it out the door kind of thing. Like I try to not get get to that place with stuff, but to actually like say, hey, like the problem still is X. Like I'm, I'm not registering the product well, the brand isn't coming through, like, but you know, the production value isn't quite there. It's not feeling cinematic some things you could do to achieve that maybe go wider and then cut super close up like so you want to give enough direction so that they have stuff they can do to start exploring breadcrumbs you want to leave them in the trail but you want to make very clear what what they're trying to solve not what the problem with their work is but what the note they're trying to solve is and i think if you kind of think of it like that like it's a different attitude towards that person and a different way of communicating and has, yeah, an appreciation. Well, it also shows an appreciation for their talent and role in the process. Which I think comes back, I mean, to this idea where you were, you were talking about, which I think really is, is empathy, right? Yeah. Having empathy and, or, you know, I think a popular kind of buzzword for that emotional intelligence, right? Yeah. But being able to empathize and, and sort of place yourself in the other person's shoes. Like yeah. when you said, you know, what would I want to hear? Right. If, if, yeah. if, if it was me. Right. And, and I think that's, that's a skill too. I mean, and I think certainly people have varying degrees maybe of talent in that, like now Naturally, yeah. but that doesn't mean you can't work Learn on empathy. Yeah. The other one I, I, I thought was a real important one. Yeah. We, we touched on it a little bit, but is that idea of time management in production because it's based around deadlines and midpoints. 
it's an absolutely necessary skill to be able to have a accurate sense of time and to be able to manage your time. However, and there's lots of ways to do it. Write things down, make set alerts, send emails. I send myself emails. I do whatever I got to do to remind me to, hey, I got to get this thing done. If you're more analog, get a planner. You know, if you're digital, like use your phone, use your calendar, get an app, use the reminders, right? Like there are a lot of tools. I think like the biggest thing for anybody listening to understand is that if they're mismanaging their time, that has a ripple effect. It is a butterfly effect to dozens of other people, potentially where you work and then through the client. Like if you're an hour late getting your render to the editor, then the hour, then the render is a, a like an additional hour late. Right, and that editor might have other things they're working on, so that messes up the other projects in the pipeline. Now your clients, you know, waiting on xyz they're missing their kids soccer game they're getting pissed off about it like they also have a client that's waiting on it and at any point in time somebody can notice a mistake like so then it has to come back to square one it's not just you and your hour it becomes multiple hours into the night that you have throws somebody a, somewhere yeah throws a wrench in the whole process yeah when i started first working with clients and they give me a deadline and then they'd be like you know we actually have a little pad <laughs> and i mean like they always right like and, and it's it's a strategic way of of buffering those unexpected moments. So it's like, I, I think I've internalized that too, where I'd, I'd rather have a little pad in my day to day, whatever it is, you know, whether it's like showing up for an appointment or making sure that I'm getting my, my files delivered on time with a client. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's respectful. You know, it's just being respectful to the other person at the other side of it. And Absolutely. Certain, and it also, know. it, building trust, risk management, they can count yeah. on you. Hey, this person follows through. They get it done, they get it done. Not even on time, they get it they get it me they get it done before. As far as like gauging how long something's going to take, that's a skill. That's and a that's skill. For, yeah. And that's yeah. learned. I have to say absolutely. like that is yeah. absolutely learned and it changes over time as your skills evolve and change. So you know, but also lean on your creative directors. If you're not sure how long this is going to take, say like, oh my God, like it's giving me anxiety even. Right. How long should estimate. I spend on this? How yeah. long should I spend on mood boarding? Yeah. How long should I spend yeah. on these design frames? So uh, just how long should I do, take before I I, yeah. I check in with you? Right. And it's, right. I mean, even for students too, I mean, that's where I, I think having these sort of, and we talked about this too, those bite-sized yeah. projects, smaller projects to start. That's a good way to, you, you start as you're learning tools, because it's like, all right, I'm just learning After Effects. It's going to take you long. Longer, right? No matter what the ask is, it's going to take yeah. longer because you're learning the tool. I think a lot of the struggle for people transitioning from academic into professional world is the speed at which we are expected to turn out high production value, very creative work. I think when they step in, it's like, oh my God, I would have had a week or two to do what you just asked me to do in a day. If I were to call you Austin, freelancer, I would say, hey, can I see designs tomorrow? <laughs> or can you check in with me through the day at a midpoint? And I'd say, okay, yeah, just wrap this up. Tomorrow we'll start animating.
kind of thing. Right. And right. It would, it but would now I'm, I'm like, yeah. you know, it's been about 20 years that I've been in After Effects every day. Yeah. And... So I'm, I'm very efficient. Right. And I had to, you know, those organizational skills, which I guess to some extent are, I don't know if that's really a soft skill or that's more of a hard skill, but it's both and probably a little bit. It's both because people that are inherently disorganized have a lot of trouble sticking to a structure, even though they know it. And even though they know they have to do it. And that is somewhat like a time management skill where yeah, they know it. It's like intellectually, like obviously, it's not a stretch to understand why it's important. Like the fact that we've spent so much time talking about time management is a little bit of right. We all understand why it's important. Right. But like right. the practice of doing it is a lot harder, you know? So yeah. even if it makes the job easier. That's another one I had on this list here is this idea of follow through. The ability to follow through. I think that is a, a soft skill, right? And 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 part of it, and that is, you know, if organization is the hard skill, your ability to stick with it and follow through and stay on top of it, that's the soft skill. Your follow through. Sometimes things are flying, it's a big project, there's a lot yeah. happening, client like yeah. quick changes, gotta kick things back out. Okay, a typo. Right. I try not to do any typos. Every once it happens, it happens. right? And it's you know, and but I'd rather it didn't. <laughs> right. Course. I'd rather that every of course. you know yeah. that and and so when students are presenting their process books or design decks and I see a typo, I'm like, boom, typo. Spell check. Why didn't Why you spell didn't check? You, spell you know, check. I call it out. Kerning. Kerning's yeah. off. Alignment. This is not aligned to it. There's no grid. I don't mm-hmm. see a grid in your layout. Like, these are like, to me, essential. You, you know, and, and do that while you're in school. Treat, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a school project, but you know what? How we do anything is how we do everything. everything. So if you get into that habit of double, triple checking, making sure things are aligned, making sure everything's spelled right, yeah. and you're doing that in class, there's a much better chance you're gonna be doing that in your professional life. Okay, a couple other things that we wanted to touch on were kind of learning to read the room. We talked a little bit about that. That has to do with attitude a little bit, but also like listening and empathy. It also has to do with like, if you're on the quiet side, I feel like you're probably maybe overdoing this a little bit, but like learning to read the room, like let other people have the floor, listen, like see yourself as part of this ecosystem and like, don't like just crave the attention of, of hearing your own voice. Well, I think about it as like holding space, you know, learning how to hold, like read the room and, and, and then hold the space. And probably for those who are maybe shyer, right, who are getting nervous, public, because public speaking, that's a skill, you know, so eye contact, that's a huge one. That's like, how am I going to read the room if I'm not, if I'm staring straight down, right? I need to, I need to connect with people, make eye contact. It's going to take some work, but doing these things in either a friendly environment or a classroom environment, like that's, that's good. That's where you're going to, so you can mess up and it's okay. And like on the soft skill side, it's very rare that you commit like a soft skill no-no and you're out. You know what I mean? Usually it's like there'll be a conversation, hopefully, um, with you from one of your coworkers or one of your leads that's like, hey, like this isn't okay. Like you're going to have to get on top of this. And sometimes, you know, they'll work with you and help you kind of 
develop those skills. The reason why we really wanted to do the, this whole professional practices series as we kind of round to a close here is because it so influences your work and the environment that you're in. Like it will, you even as a young artist or designer will impact the company culture if your soft skills are way out of whack. But it's been really great talking about soft skills. This is something like I try and preach a lot um, about because it does affect at the end of the day, the work. Every part affects the whole, right? You can't, nothing's in isolation. Nothing's in a vacuum. It's all a part of it, right? Shift a color, it's going to change the whole composition. Move something older, it's going to affect how that impacts. So same thing as a worker amongst workers, you're your interpersonal skills, your soft skills are going to affect the whole. And the people who are pulling the levers of making the bigger decisions, like they're aware, right? If your attitude is bringing, is, yeah. if you're a bummer, if you're a bummer in the studio, like that's gonna get noticed. Peace, it's been fun. We ended this episode like five times. But this, yeah. is the, this is the real ending. Um, when you see the peace sign, it's sign, ending. It's over. And I do want to thank people for sending reels for Real Time Real Talk. We've started to get quite a few. I don't know how we're going to choose. I thought we were going to get like two. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Um, so more soon. Okay. I'll see you later, Austin. Okay. Okay. See you, Aaron. Bye.